Hello, I'm Luke. And I'm Ollie. And we're passionate about sport. We love talking about sport and talking to sports people. And we hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, welcome to One Hand, One Bounce. I'm here with Oliver. Hello. How are you, mate? Good. Happy New Year. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. Here we are. Yep. First ready. episode back. Ready to do another year of the podcast. Yeah. Good. Done a full year now. We have. We have. Like fifteen months, I think. Yeah, that's right. Welcome back to our listeners. Hope you had a good Christmas New Year break, and everyone's reset and ready to go for 2023 so today we've got a bit of tennis a bit of basketball we've got um christmas carnival running and cycling series and a little bit of cricket just a little bit okay i'm lying a lot of cricket also one that just brings to mind the nfl do we want to touch on that as well Mm, maybe yeah maybe We'll check in on that. All right, we'll get into it then. So starting with tennis. Um, I haven't seen much of the tennis, sorry. Oh, well, good chat. Thanks for that. I, I did say that Alex Demonua did beat Rafa Nadal overnight. But yeah. the, the only reason I haven't been watching the tennis is because I've been watching the Big Bash. Well, that's right. And the Jack Jumpers. Like, and, you have to pick and choose. And, and we'll get, get to that. A little bit later, but we were at the Big Bash last night, hence why we didn't see the Demonor match. But he's your favourite player, isn't he? Yeah. And you are lucky enough to be going to the Australian Open again in a couple of weeks yep. with your grandma. Hopefully I'll see Demonor play. Fingers crossed. Um. So the United Cup is the new series that they're I can't, playing. I can't keep up with all the different cups and things that they have before the Australian Open. No, I have about seven different leading events. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit strange. I, I don't know why they mucked up the the format that they had. They had the Hopman Cup, which I thought worked worked really well. Um, I think that was established in the 90s. So I went for about 30 years and um, or 25 years or something like that. And I thought that worked really well. And then you had the, you know, Brisbane International, Sydney International. Adelaide International. Um, that's right. Um, Hobart International, but that's very, very minor. No one plays in that. Yeah, it's women only to begin with. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, there's some okay players. As in Naomi Osaka once played in it. Yeah. And won, I yep. think. Yeah. We've had the likes of, I'm pretty sure, Kim Clijsters. Sam Alicia... Stozer played in it a few years ago. Alicia Mollick back in the day. So, I mean, there's been good, good players, but, yeah, it's not... Not quite the same standard as the mainland options. Yeah. But anyway, um, we digress. So, good win by Demonor. Yeah. Hopefully, he can continue some form through to the Australian Open. I don't want to take it away for him, but Nadal is getting older. Well, they keep asking him if he's ready to retire, and he got a bit cranky the other day in a press conference and said, stop asking me. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, 30s. Tennis players play until they're at least like forty. If you're good, though. Well, they they 
can do. Like, yeah, Roger seen... Federer played yep. to quite old, and the only reason he retired was because of injuries. Whereas yeah. Nadal hasn't really had that many injuries, whereas Federer, for like his fu- past five years, was just injuries. That's right. Well, yes, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, right. So that was a bit about tennis. There's obviously a bit happening in the next few weeks in the tennis yes, world. So we'll, we'll, we'll cover keep, that. We'll keep on top of that. Basketball? Jack jumpers. Oh, I think they're like 10 and 8. Maybe 11 and 8. Yeah, I think they're in they're in 5th or 6th spot on the ladder out of 10 teams. And the top 6 go into the finals. Top 6? Is it top 6? No, it's top 4. They have two finals from them. They have two finals, like mm-hmm. semi-finals and then the final. Remember last year, there was... A... I thought the top two got the first week off. No, we only played three games last year and they were all against Melbourne United. And we didn't finish top two. Mm-hmm. We no, just that's a good point. In. So it's the top four, is it? Yeah. yeah There's two semi-finals with three games because the other semi-final was Sydney versus Illawarra. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry, my bad. So Jack Jumper's just outside the final spots, but um, I think they've got a bit of a run of home games over the next few weeks. Mm. I feel like they've played a lot of away games. Yeah, they have. Very good win. Who was that against the other day at home? Um, well, it was against Illawarra. No, they've played a game since then. New Zealand. New Zealand. On Boxing Day. Yeah, no. New Zealand have been good this year, so that would be who the win... Because we played Sydney before and we beat them. Then we played New Zealand at home and we beat them. And then we played away against the Kings and lost. And then we played at home against the Phoenix and beat them. Phoenix, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, but the Phoenix aren't too good. No, but we, um, still, we still... Actually, I think they're in fourth. We still beat them and we, we huh. won convincingly. Yeah, we're so, 11 and 9. But there's some teams that have played more... Well... Some teams that have played a lot of games and then some that haven't. It's mm. so like the Big Bash, I just, um, like, some teams have played 21 games and then some teams have played 17. In, in, in NBL, that's right. Yeah. All right, so that's a bit of basketball news. So we'll keep an eye on that as we lead into the finals. Hopefully the Jack Jumpers can make the finals once again. Um, they, I think they've, you know, they've backed up. Their season last they year. They've done decently, as in mm, they've last been, they've year been was just a wonder story, I think. Yeah. And but remember how we started last year? We were two and six. That's right. So yeah. and like this year we're ten and nine, but how? Like we've still got like another 11 ten. And nine. Yeah. Another like ten games left. Yeah, or 20, even more. Twenty eight games, I think they play. Yeah, so, so we've still got another nine games left. Mm. So not eight. Eight games. But yep. if we can win like five or more of them, we're like sixteen and um twelve would be all right. I don't. I can't remember what we finished on last year. I think it was seventeen and eleven. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get in there. Yeah. All right. So that's a bit of tennis, bit of basketball action. Um, the Christmas carnival series. Yeah, we went. So, we went to a bit of a Devonport one. So the first time you've been along? First How many time, times have you been along? Oh, first time in a long time. I was probably your age the last time I went to 
uh, Bikes and Spikes, they used to call it, at Newtown Oval. Yeah. Which is part of the Christmas Carnival series. We, well, we're usually away at Christmas, so that's why we don't go to the Hobart one. No, that's right. So we, As in, we might be able to in the future, but for now... Yeah, it's a tricky one, time of The year. one we actually went to was the Devonport one. I was just about to say, because we're camping uh, up the northwest coast, just inland a little bit, but inland from Alberston, we, we decided, you and I, that we would go along and we... Wow. What? The only reason... Like, it was good to watch, but pretty much the only reason we w- drove 45 minutes to watch it was because of McSwain and Hall. Yes, so the Olympians, Joey McSwain from King Island, Tasmanian native, and Ollie Hall, another Australian. Olympians, like Jacob Despard, Jack Hale. Yep, Tasmanian, yep. Yeah. Um, And there's quite a few mainland runners as well. And even some international runners. That's right, and cyclists, yeah. Yes, runners and cyclists. We didn't really know any of the cyclists. We got the program and we, we had a bit of a flick through and... Had a had a look at some of the cycling races, but we didn't really know who we were following. No. But like you said, the main reason we went was the McSwain versus Ollie Hoare open mile race, yeah. which was quite interesting. So for those not familiar with these type of carnivals, the the running races are on grass to start with, um, with with the um, cycling around the track around the outside of the the oval. Um, so grass running is a little bit different to what these track runners are, are used to just yeah. a different surface to yeah, deal that, with that doesn't help with mixed wine hall a few reasons why i didn't win because well that, hang on i was, I was okay. about to explain that the also the other key aspect is they're all handicap races yeah. so for those that are familiar with um the stall gift it's that style of carnival um so all the races are handicapped including the the open mile which was the key race that we went yeah, to see so, so some people like Mick Swain and Hall were both off scratch which is actually pretty rare but then there's some runners running off like 360 meters yeah there were some runners that started a lap ahead a <laughs> lap and like 100 meters ahead ahead, ahead of <laughs> McSwain and, and Hall, so they had to do four laps, four full laps, where it was everyone else was three and a bit, and some were actually two not and, not quite two, even three laps. Two and a lot. Two and three quarters. If you're in this race, 
Hey, runners. We're in the start of the So, but it, it was handicapped pretty well because it it was an exciting finish, wasn't that last lap? You know, where all the runners sort of bunch up and they get past. And, and then McSwain and Hall were just coming. Geez, they were quick, weren't they? Yeah. At that, that last lap, that last probably 200 metres, they just... They just chewed everyone up. Um, but... They only finished second and fourth. Second and fourth. So, Ollie Hall, Nab second. There was um, the first place probably five metres in front. Yeah. Ten, maybe ten. I think first place had a handicap of 140 metres. Hmm. So, that was a pretty good race yeah. by that runner. But, yeah, the thing that doesn't help Paul and McSwain, it's not their season... So, like, they're just like, oh, we might as well go in this instead mm. of being like, yep, let's train. And they wouldn't train on grass, whereas, like, a lot of the amateur amateur runners train for that event. Well, that's right. Yep. But, no, it was good. It was good to go there, wasn't it? And yeah. And you, you saw your, your school friend, River. I think River used to and hopefully still does listen to the podcast, so I'll shout out to River. And his dad, Jack, or John... Uh, Howe, who runs in the carnival. So we saw him run the, what was it, 300 metres Masters race, which yes. was interesting. Uh, he got second, so he did well there. Uh, he also ran in some of the, the other races and, and didn't progress through to the finals, but um, yeah, he, he gives them all a go and he was up well, at Bernie a few days later yeah. as well. Well, he has won the Bernie gift. He before. has won the Bernie gift, that's right. So he's obviously a decent sprinter. Yeah. But no, it was good. Did you enjoy it, mate? Yeah. It was good for something different, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, very good. All right. Um, Moving on. Should we start What should we start with in cricket? Well, I just want to touch on the NFL oh, first. Yeah. I haven't... It's hard to keep up with it, especially at this time of year, because, like, today was a... Yesterday was a Monday, but I didn't even realise, so I didn't even realise to watch it. Mm. Well, you're on holiday, so you might be able to um, have a bit of a look at, I think it's the last round coming up, mm. and then into f- playoffs, so... Um, well, the games are good times anyway. That's right. And your, your team, the Buccaneers... Like 5am. Your team, the Buccaneers, are in the mix, so... Yeah, I think they're le- leading their... Group, their division, yeah, division out of their conference. Yeah. So they should should go through in their yeah division, but they're um, not actually they're like six and eight, but obviously yeah. their division. It's a bit of a weak they, division this year. They play cross division, so then I guess all the teams from the other divisions must be beating all the teams from their division. Yeah. So the the key point there is probably. Only the top team from that division will go through, and um, the yeah. second place won't get a wild yeah, card. Yeah, because the net the next best four go through, and they'll be from the stronger divisions. Well, there's only four divisions, but like yep. there might be in one division a team ten and four, then nine and five, and then seven and like seven. Yeah, that's right. Which still beat out even the top of the Buccaneers division, that's which right. is them. So. Yeah. 
All right, well, we'll keep an eye on that, and I reckon, yeah, you'll be able to watch a few games in the next few weeks, yeah. given you're on holidays. I saw they won on Christmas Day, which yep. is good, over one of my friends' teams, so that's always oh, Even better. All right, cricket. Oh, uh, can I just say before you say that, it was also on overtime. Overtime? Yep. Very good. <laughs> cricket. Cricket. Shall we start off with Big Bash? Yeah, I think so. Um. Let's Let's... Give a bit of an update. So a couple of games that we've been to. Yeah, so we went to the Christmas just... Eve one. Yeah. And Hurricanes won. Second lowest ever defended total in Big Bash. So what was the scores? 122 we got. And which we, is so we got, we all got out. The, we got all out, that's right. We And I'm just trying to think of so I was lucky enough to score the game. And I was just thinking, so the the key point, so Tim Payne was back. Yeah. Wade was out suspended. Nisham and Short opened. That's right. And there was a couple of little cameos, but no one really got going yeah. in the Hurricane innings. And, and Tim Payne, I thought, was well, was batting solid. He was good. He would have been good to be there as well. We could have got a decent score with him just staying in. The problem was he... he tried and it's it's very critical but he tried a silly shot he tri- tried tried a reverse power surge. i know but we've seen a lot in the big bash and we'll, well, we'll talk more about but the power surge has not really been working for the batting teams it's tended to get the bowling team's yeah. wickets so well, i think the batting teams have got to change their mindset well yeah i don't um you just continue while i'll just say something about last night's game both teams took their power surge from 10 to 12 overs. And the strikers were like 1 for 74. But then they they lost a wicket, like third ball of the power surge. Matt Short, who was like 38 off 29 or something. Both teams lost two wickets in the power surge. And yeah. in the case of the strikers last night, their run rate actually went down. So I think they got two for 15 or, or two for 18 or something off their two overs. Yeah. And... Then after that, their run rate went up. <laughs> so I think teams have got to change their mindset. The power surge is not necessarily to try and smash more runs. I know that sounds a bit backwards, but I think it's you've got to consolidate your platform and then have wickets in the shed towards the end of the innings. I, d- I don't mind the idea of taking it from 10 to 12, but just... Just try and work those gaps. You've got two, yeah. two fielders are going to be out Just in the deep. Like... Hit those gaps. If there's a bad ball, then short put it away. But the other thing to remember is the bowling team, team are going to play their, bowl their best bowlers during yeah, the two, two overs. So bowlers. it's an opportunity for you to get their overs out of the way and then target another bowler. Yeah. So and... the, going back to the Christmas Eve game, Tim Payne had done done the hard yards and got himself in and was, yeah, it was the, like 10 off 10 he was the key key batter left and then he tried a reverse sweep in the power surge and it was outside leg stump well it wasn't outside leg sorry it was but, sort of on leg stump yeah it, it, was it needed to be outside off stump for him to play the shot he tried to play he should have just played a normal sweep correct people forget that Hardly everyone, anyone plays the traditional sweep. Mm. They either play the reverse sweep or the slog sweep. But, to the Hurricanes' credit, and so down the order, Dooley did all right with the bat. Yeah, and again, and Ellis. 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 
Ellis was our second top scorer with 21. Yeah, he did really well. So those guys managed to get us to 122. It was frustrating that we didn't face the last 10 or 12 balls. So we could have made, you know, 130, 140 just by facing those balls and yeah. sneaking a few runs. But anyway, 122. But the bowling innings, talk us through that. Well, I've said this, the Hurricanes... Well, it was kind of proven wrong last night but the Hurricanes played better batting first <laughs> because I think the bowler's mindset is in the first innings oh it doesn't matter if we bowl a bit like we don't always bowl at the stumps because our batters are always there yep. whereas when we're defending when we're defending they're like yep we need to bowl on the stumps because we're the ones who really are going to lose us the game. game yeah so Paris we've been a little bit not critical of him but Uncertain about his place in the lineup, and we'll get to last yeah. night's game in a moment. But he he bowled pretty well in that that game. Yeah. And Hooli Dooley. Yeah. How many wickets did he take? Two. Two. But he, then Shadab Khan three. Shadab bowled well. Riley Dooley got three. Well. Riley did well. So it was a it was really a team bowling effort. They were all our wicket takers. Yeah, and Ellis bowled all right as well. Um, <laughs> Um, people complain about Nathan Ellis getting hit, but it's because he bowls in the power surge and at the depth. Like, yep. he's going, like, nine and over, but when you bowl in the power surge, like, nine and over off the power surge over isn't too bad. That's or at right. the end. Um, and we were lucky enough to be invited down into the rooms afterwards. So, yeah. um, your brother and, and you and I and your mum got to got to have a chat to some of the players and got a couple of photos and you guys got some autographs. So, that yep. was really nice that... We're allowed to do that, and um, yeah, so that was that was really nice way to lead into Christmas Day the next day. Yep. Early Christmas present for you boys. An early Christmas miracle for the Hurricanes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so that was the Christmas Eve game, and, and we won't go into too much detail because we haven't got all day, yeah. but the Hurricanes then lost against the Sixers in Sydney, a bit of a frustrating... No, that was earlier. Oh, was that? We didn't play from Christmas Eve to New Year's Eve. Oh, didn't we? We, we had a whole week Oh, no, that's that right. That was on sorry. the 22nd, two You're days right. earlier. You're right. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, so we talked about that. We did we, talk about we that. We did a podcast the day after that happened. Look, I'm getting old. My memory's not that great. And then the game in Albury. As I said about that mindset by, by mm. our bowlers, we got, they just hit us. What did What did the Thunder get? Two of twenty eight. Two twenty eight. So they've got this series. They've been bowled out for fifteen, and then they go and get two hundred and twenty eight. <laughs> Which is the high. It's not the high score this season though. The Scorchers got two twenty nine. Mm. So. Pretty darn good score though. Yeah. Obviously a smallish ground, but but still pretty decent total. And yeah, the Hurricanes had a in, had a crack at it. I and, don't think there was a boundary bigger than fifty meters, but. Mm. Wade, I mean, seven, Matty Wade batted, batted well, and the guys... Second 50 of the season. The guys had a crack at it, but eventually fell 60 runs short, we which... Only, we, well, the reason we did is we played better than that, but by the end, we were going 10 and over, but it wasn't good enough, so then we just tried to hit, and that's how we got yeah. 166 off 17 overs. So we were yeah. going like 10 and over. And in hindsight, I mean, it's, you never want to have that mindset, but if we just sort of batted out to get 180, 190... At least, um, we, like, our, once we needed 30 yeah. and over, we yeah. could have... Our net run rate wouldn't have taken as big a hit, but that's okay. That's that's 
just what happened. So Can I just talk about New Year's Day, one of yep. the games? Sixers Heat. Um Josh Brown, sixty two of twenty three in his first ever Big Bash game. Second ever Big second Bash ever. game. That was ridiculous. I I watched a bit of that with you, didn't and I? The Sixers he was hitting them to the short boundary, but they were still going like over ninety meters. Yeah, ridiculous hitting. Um yeah, he's really burst onto the scene, hasn't he, with that innings? And I just want to say, he got 224, and then what about Neeser's catch? Well, that's the that's been the big talking point in the last few days, hasn't it? Yeah. So, for our listeners who didn't say it, what he did, he was on the boundary and, like, Silk hit it very high, but he caught it just inside the boundary and threw it up, but it went over the boundary. Yep. So then he walked over the boundary, and then... Right before the ball hit his hands, he jumped up. So when he had the ball, he was off the ground. He threw it back in and then ran back inside the field of play and caught it. Yeah. And that's out. And that is right by the letter of the law. And I remember reading about this a few years ago when they changed it. It was like four or five years ago they changed the rule. I think the intent is so then he could jump back into field of play. You've not got to touch the field of play before you touch the ball again, if that makes sense. But I'm not sure that what Neeser did is really in the spirit of what the rule is about. And I'm not criticising Neeser at all because he did the right thing and he got a wicket for it. So it's not his fault. It's the the rule is the The problem. The Heat were chasing 224. And if that went for six, which it should have done, well, yeah, really should have. They needed 20 off 10 with Jordan Silk 47 off 23. So they were a decent chance to get that. And they were going like 11 and over. Mm. So they... Yeah, very controversial. But again, not Nisa's fault, not the umpire's fault. It's um, really the rule makers mm. that made that change. I don't understand why that's allowed. I mean, I, I can nearly understand if he, you know, um did the first bit like lots of players do, threw it over the bound or you know threw it up before he went over the boundary and I understand if you jump from outside the boundary after you've already thrown the ball up if you jump from outside the boundary catch it and land back in the field of play I think that should be okay yeah but you shouldn't be allowed to jump outside the field of play and just be in the air and then land back outside the field of play after you've thrown it back that doesn't make sense to me no. What's the point of the boundary? Exactly. Well, I mean, you do have to touch the ball inside before... the field of play before you Correct. go outside yeah. the field of play. Anyway, we better um, move on. Can because... I, I just want to say before we say the Hurricanes game, the game against those next two teams is at North Sydney Oval. So oh. I can't. I can't imagine what's going to happen in that game so tomorrow. Two, so two. What did he get? Two twenty four. And, and then the Sixers, Sixers got bowled out for 209 and they could have won if yeah. that needs a catch. So 433 <laughs> runs in that game, you'd think they're going to beat that at North Sydney. With about 50 metre boundaries. What's the pass score? 240? Yeah. The highest WBBL score ever has been scored there. Maybe the highest BBL score. But the funny thing is, the highest BBL score was actually at the MCG, which is probably the biggest ground. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, so that brings us to last night's game, and 
Again, we were lucky enough to go along, and I was lucky enough to score the game. And, like, you will be for the next so games. Yes, that's right. And, uh, like, thank we'll you to Cricket Taz for appointing me to, the, to those games. Um, yeah, we're very lucky to be able to do that. Uh, yeah, so it was... Jeez, it was a good run chase by the Hurricanes. Like you say, yeah, like chasing's it, not their forte in recent times. But they did it really... Like, they did it easily. And they got a few batters back into form. So Ben McDermott's been out with injury. And he scored a 50. He did really well. Jeez, that was a good innings because Jewel was the one that set yeah, the tone. and Jewel. He, he got player of the match, which was much deserved. So just to go back a step, um, Chris Lynn... Um, doing what Chris Glenn used just, to do. Yeah, He's the top he, run scorer now. But he, he just eased his way to 50. Like, he was 50 off 40 balls or thereabouts. And then he just went. But then he did he what we like used to. He got, like, 37 off And he just whacks him. He just swings the bat like a baseball hit, bat. Yeah, he hit one up into the members, which doesn't usually happen. No. So, a, there, I think there's one out of the ground. So well. we talked a bit earlier about the power surge. And so the, the heat at halfway, I think, were one the for strikers. seven. strikers. Strikers, sorry. I was thinking yeah, lean and heat. Yep. Yeah. Um, the Adelaide Strikers were halfway one for 77, I think they were. One for 74. 74. There you go. Anyways. Um, I didn't even score the match. I had it right on the night. Uh, and like we said, they lost a couple of wickets in that power surge. And so Riley's over, the second over the surge, and he got one for three off the over. <laughs> Um, was really good, but they recovered from that. So De Gronholm and the key was that Lynn didn't get out during the power surge. The the two yeah. wickets were the other two batters. De Gronholm and Short. No, no De Gronholm came in. Yeah, uh, so Short and, and Hose. Yeah. So they got out. Um, but the the key thing for the strikers when that was they then kept wickets in hand. So those. Those two put on a really good partnership yeah. to Grand Home and got Lynn. like twenty something off like. So and he only got out late in the innings. Yeah, and then. And so they managed to get one seventy seven, which. Well, I was thinking we're not chasing that. It looked like they were going to sort of get one sixty, maybe one seventy, and, and then, they got one seventy seven, which was a bit more than probably what man, we expected. Blackstone Arena is not a. Like, the average winning score at Bluntstone would only be, like, 150-something. Oh, it's, it's mm, usually pretty... Yeah, I think 160, 170 is probably par score. So 177 is probably just above par, and you'd have the strikers just in front at yeah. the halfway mark. But, geez, Jewel... And McDermott. He did everything right, I think, Jewel. He came out and he just went, right let's try and... You know, they need 178 off 120 balls, so let's try and shorten that gap between runs and balls as quickly as we can and try and break the back of the, the run chase. And they got off to an absolute flyer. The... Oh, none for 43 after four. And even after yep. the power play finished, they kept above 10 over. They, like that's they right, they kept two, that run rate going. They were none for 86 when Jewel got out of like 7.2 or something. And he faced a few more balls than McDermott at that stage, but McDermott was... It was just sort of. He was like third playing, off He was playing the perfect partner. He was just giving Jewel the strike. He was a few boundaries. hitting a boundary here or there, and then once Jewel got out, he really accelerated. And then short no Wade come in and like got a few, and then got out. So my only frustration with the Hurricanes last night, I mean they they bowling, uh, they bowled too many wides. 
They bowled six, I think. Yeah. They gave away, so Paddy Dooley, our, our man Hawley Dooley, and we're, we're a big fan of his, but in the field, he, he missed a ball he should have fielded and it went for four. It would have been a dot. So it was hit hard, but he, he just missed it, stuffed it up. So that was four runs. And Ellis early on stuffed one up, should have been a yeah. single, and he let it go through for a four. Um, The spin of the ball sort of caught him out. So they'd cost seven runs in the field and conceded, I think, six wide. So, you know, let's say a dozen runs they gave up. So that was a frustration because, you know, it could have been 165 they were chasing. And then secondly, Wade in the power surge. Um, Last ball of the first over, they'd got a good amount of runs, like 12 or so. Off the power surge, yeah, and I actually so said in the scorer's box, right out, nothing silly here, Wadey. Just hit a single. What did he try and do? He tried to reverse, yeah, reverse lap or sweep. You can't not, like, he, he'd already he played just it, plays it too much. He'd already played it twice in the over. It did, the situation didn't need a boundary, he just needed a single. We need like 62 or 55, I think. Yeah, we did. So he got out, um, and then. Similar for McDermott, so the second over the power surge, they'd, you know, just consolidated, just consolidated a little bit with Wade having got out, and then, um, oh, I can't remember how many runs they got off. It wasn't a big over, but McDermott facing the last ball should have just tried to get a single, keep the strike with the new batter at the other end, but no, tried tried to walk away and do a ramp and got bowled. And just it wasn't what the situation needed. They didn't. They only needed seven or eight and over at that point. But to their credit, Darcy Short, Tim David, batted himself back into form, yeah, and Tim and David. He great. did play composed. He did get twenty seven off thirteen, but he did hit two sixes. He was like fifteen off eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So a really good chase, just a, being ultra critical. Uh, Wade and, and McDermott played two silly shots when they didn't need to. Bit different with Jewel because he, Jewel just kept, you know, kept going for yeah. it, and he he got bowled as well. But he but, he was just well, doing his job. His job was obviously at the top of the order, just to hit out. Yeah. And try and. Well, that's the player he is. Yeah, that's like right. Like in Albury, he got he he got seventeen off twenty one. I think he just couldn't get it away. Yeah, so good but, to see. The, some of our batters back into form because yeah. they've been a bit out of form. So, really good performance, and that takes the Hurricanes back to three and three. Yeah. And we're missing Shadow Khan, so Mitch mm. Owen. Like, yes. We had Ashraf as well. Good, good point. So, yeah, uh, Fahim Ashraf from came Pakistan in came in. Joel Paris, and then Shadow Khan. He probably won't play again because he was. We only played the two internationals, Ali and Ashraf. Ashraf. But. The reason was Khan hurt his hand, and I don't reckon he'll play again because he has to go to Pakistan for the one day series against New Zealand in like five days anyway. So yeah, okay. Like, there's no point in him playing one more match and mm. then rushing to get on a flight to Pakistan. So is Ashraf and Ali also departing, or they? No, it's just it's just Khan. Just shut up. So we've got Ashraf and Ali for the rest, and then Khan comes back around it like. Plays like one game before finals, okay. and in that time Crawley comes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is that Crawley? So the reason we only Crawley wasn't here yet because he wasn't supposed to be here yet. Right. Yeah. Correct. Because after, uh, after their test series against Pakistan, where he played for him, 
he must have went home for Christmas and New Year's to England. Yeah. And then he'll come over after he's done with that. Okay. Alright. So the Hurricanes back to three and three. Um the table is very, very tight. The Hurricanes are actually bottom of the table before yeah, but, their win last but night. Second of the Scorchers are five and one, but the Thunder in second are three and four. Yeah. Maybe the Scorchers are yeah. Uh, I think they're f- well, whoever second four and, four and three. Yeah, I think. four and three. But if but, we win, what, like the, the few teams in front of us are four, three and four. Like mm. there's three of them, and then there's two four and three. So and there's the scorchers five. And the one. hurricanes are right in the mix, but pretty much everyone's right in the mix. <laughs> uh, except f- except for the heat and stars of two and four. Yeah. So that's getting. Yeah, but um, yeah, so they really now face must win games. Yeah. So the the other big news from the Big Bash that came out today is the is the shortening the season. So we've actually been talking about you know potential changes to the Big Bash, and mm. it's actually pretty similar to what we were thinking. Yeah. So they've they've announced that they're going back to forty three matches, matches, which, which we, we guess is each team plays ten matches, and you go back. To the two semi-finals and one final. Yeah. That's so, the layout they so had in BBL 07. But I don't know because in BBL 07, that's why they brought in the like f- double chance because yeah. the Scorchers played the fourth place Hurricanes and lost. Like they were I, first. And I would like to that. see w- one small change to that and it would be one extra game. But I would yeah. like, like to see one play two. Yeah. Winner goes straight through the grand yeah. final, so that becomes well, that becomes your first final. Can I just say something? Get rid of the five v four and just have four v three straight away. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, one v two is your first match, right? Mm-hmm. You then your winner goes through, and yeah, they get like a five six day break, and then you know where your grand final and is a week you, out. You can. The good thing is people can buy tickets. And Correct. Like, yep. So there's that week build up. If you only for know the... who, where the final is three days before it. Yeah. That's so why the final... Especially last year, the fact that the Scorchers were supposed to host it at home and it moved to Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. Hmm. Surely they could have moved it like, to Adelaide or... As in, I know Sydney finished second. Anyway. And had it, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think if you have one v two, um, you, whoever loses gets a double chance. Your next night you have your three v four. So it's let's say it's you know uh, your first finals on a, let's say a, a, a Sunday afternoon evening, or maybe it's a maybe it's a double header. In fact, you know one v two in different locations, but yeah. one v two in the afternoon, your three v four, straight after that, and then and then, two and nights then your later. loser, your loser of. 1v2 plays the winner of 3v4, like you say, two nights later. So and then, like... Tuesday or Wednesday night. And then, like... Um, maybe a Wednesday night. Maybe Friday or Saturday night you have the final. Yeah, that's right. But, yes, as you said, uh, our guess is um, three finals and, and that means 40 home and away games, which means 10 games yeah. for each And I'm guessing they should do, do it like this, like the AFL... Like the the one of the rounds, those extra the two, three extra yeah, 
is like rival round, so, which has the Sydney Smash. So everyone will play round once plus three extra games. Yeah. So the Sydney Smash, Melbourne Derby, yep. and then like you can just work out the other two matches. Yep. And then you play a top like one of the top four teams twice and one yep. of the lower four teams twice. That's a good idea. So then like you don't play the top two top teams or the two lower teams because then that's kinda of unfair. Yeah. But because would you base that on last season or this last season. Yeah, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So they'll try yeah, that's a good idea to try like, and make it as fair as possible. Yeah, fell. The St Kilda have actually got unlucky with rising teams. Yeah. With that a few times, like they play like a six a lower team and they fit they like make it to the finals that year. But yeah, you play for your extra five games depending on where you finish you play like the category you finish you play two teams from that category so if you finish like six to twelve you play one team in 13 to 18 two teams in six to twelve and one team in one to five yeah gotcha from last season yep yeah well it'll be interesting but yeah. um so that was announced as part of big tv rights Today? deal with Channel 7 and, and Foxtel and KO continuing um, to cover cricket going forward for the next set, well, it's a seven... It ends at 20... It in, seven ends, or eight year extension. Yeah, but it was until 2024, so it ends in the 2030-31 season. Yeah, so it's been extended beyond the current deal. Yeah. So there you go. So not a lot changes with the, the rest of the sort of coverage and, and whatnot. Uh, there will be games streamed on 7 Plus, which is, that's yeah, new. Yeah, they don't have that. Um, and then the Big Bash is the other the other key thing. So I'm not actually clear, and we, we'll need to read it again, but there's some of the info hasn't come out yet as to whether that change in the format of Big Bash is from next season. Or... BBL 14 with the 43 matches. Okay, so BBL 13 will still be a full... Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, BBL. that's a bit strange. I guess anyway. the broadcasting deal doesn't kick in. Well, so that's a good point. So the broadcast... Seven is supposed yeah. to show 33 out of 43 matches. Mm. But uh, yeah. the, thing, the thing is, um, yeah, that, that Fox are going to have Super Saturdays, so 10 Saturday games are going to be the Super Saturday ones that aren't showed on 7, I think. Ah, okay. So they're the 10 ones, so they'll probably be double-headers. Mm, okay. All right, we better move on yeah. and, and look to wrap up in a minute. Uh, uh, just to quickly cover other cricket Africa news. test series. Um, it's looking like the third test up tomorrow. It's looking like Agar might play and possibly bat at number 8. Yeah. And it looks like we might just play... Hazelwood and Stark, apparently Pat Cummins said, hinted that the wicket, that Lance Morris won't play because he said the wicket doesn't look like a wacker wicket, which kind of hints that they wouldn't want Lance Morris to be playing on So what, who would be our bowlers then? Agar, Lyon, Cummins and Hazelwood. And Stark? No, Stark's injured. Oh, sorry. Stark so, and you, Green You said Stark. Point. You said Stark. I you meant Cummins. Yes. So, Cummins, Hazelwood, Lyon and Agar, you think might be our Yeah, so I don't bowlers? know who will play at number seven. So, who can, yeah, We're who comes in for Green? We're not going to play five bowlers. Who comes in for Green? from that. Um, maybe Bowen plays as a bowler as well. Mm. 
Because oh. you could have you could have Carey pushed up to six. Yeah, which... And you could have... I think you could have Agar uh, bat Agar. at seven. Yeah, but then... And Cummins at eight. But you're a bowler short, so... Maybe, as in Michael... No, you're, you're not a bowler yeah. short. No, you, but you only have two another spinners, two bowler. Two spinners and three quicks. Yeah, but I don't... Plus um, you got... I read an article that Lavishane. said bowling probably won't play, so... Hmm. Well, all will be revealed tomorrow. Yeah. Not the only cricket going on tomorrow. Yeah. WNCL. Yep. Pakistan, New, New Zealand, Zealand test. test. Started overnight. Devin Conway with 100, swapping around with Tom Lyson because Tom Lyson scored 100 in the first test. He scored about 70. And then yesterday, Tom Lyson scored about 70 and he scored 100. <laughs> Speaking of the first test, geez, New oh. Zealand... Batted for a while. Yeah, what did they, they batted end up making? for 190 overs, 9 for 6, 12. But we looked at the score on the way to the Devonport Carnival, which mm. is funny, and they were 6 for 5, 74 for 180 overs, and Pakistan bowled one no ball. There were some buys, yes. but they bowled zero wides and one no ball in 180 overs. Yeah, and That's... I reckon that one no ball was a front foot no ball. That's ridiculous. They did end up in those next ten or so overs that they Bowling they finished. New Zealand's innings, wide. they bowled a few wides and no balls. But they were tired. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty amazing. That's yeah, kudos to them. Um, and compared that, to the they only Hanks had also. they only had five bowlers at that point yeah, as well. Two of their spinners have bowled sixty three overs. And 56 overs. And their fifth bowler was Babro's arm, who had bowled four overs. I think they had some injuries yeah. in the field that didn't help them. But still pretty amazing for the, for only five bowlers. And like you said, one of them only bowled a handful of overs. And the other four bowled the bulk of the 180. Yeah. And also, um, they're, they're missing a few players as well. Like Nazim... No, Nazim Shah, I don't think he played. He's playing the second test. And Shaheen Shah, Freddie's injured since the World Cup. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's the Pakistan-New Zealand series. So that's the second test now yeah. underway. Yeah, out of two. Out of two, right. So and who, who won the first? test was a draw. It was a draw in the end, yeah, that's right. So New Zealand could have won it. Oh, that's right. Because Pakistan set... Yeah. yeah declared they looked like they were batting out for a draw. And they... In the... They, they, they then declared... Like, early in the final session, they declared. And they left them a chase of, what was 130 it? 130 out of 15 overs, but they got 1 for 61 off 7.3, and then they stopped for bad light. But mm. they looks like they're going to win. Rayson was 35 off 24. They basically sort of set them a, a T20-style target. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, that's the second test. Uh, Australia-South Africa is the third test, and Australia... Uh, I don't think we need our listeners to, to inform them, but have dominated the first two tests. South Africa cannot score over 200. No. Although they did. <laughs> but in they their, scored 204. In the, in the second innings of, of second test, which, yeah, and they, they, they still got... they were lucky to score. They, they still like got... They nine for 170. Completely thrashed. They lost by an innings in 194. Four runs, so it nearly doesn't count that they made 200 because it didn't They matter. made 189 and 204, whereas mm. Australia made 575 declared. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens in the third well, test. The, the major one... talking point is the selections for Australia. Yeah, we need one 
We need one win to make it to the World Test Championship final. Yep, so there, there is still something to play for. for one Australia. win in five Test matches. Who have we got next? India, four Tests in February and March. Yeah, well, that will be in tough because that's away. Yeah. So we really want to try and bank this win and, and secure our spot now. Um, so, we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens over the next few days. Uh, WNCL, we said, starts up again tomorrow. Yep. Tassie uh, right in the mix there yeah, on the table. Yeah, Queensland twice. Uh, and then they play another doubleheader against Canberra in Can- ACT. Yep, in Canberra, yep. yep. And we've got club cricket back underway, on I think, Thursday. the next, next couple of days. Yeah, and, and all the grades resume over the... The coming weekend, weekend in, a, in a few days' time. Yeah. Junior cricket's still a few weeks yeah, away. Yeah, it starts 1st of Feb for Just me. around the, the time school goes back. So, all right, well, on that note, we're going to head actually down to the nets, <laughs> aren't we? So yeah. we better wrap up. Thanks yep. for your time, mate. Good to catch up again. Welcome to 2023. Do, do one before I go to the Australian Open, I reckon. That sounds like a good idea. And then that, that will pretty much be the end of the... BBL because I think I go on the nineteenth and the BBL finishes on that oh close last week of BBL. Whilst you're over there, could you record a little bit of audio for me and we'll we'll add that into the next episode. I'll see. Not not the next episode. We're doing that before the Australian Open. The Australian Open review episode. Yes. Yes. Around the end of January. Yes. All right. Okay. That'll be good. Thank you. All right. We'll talk again soon, mate. Thank you. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening, listeners. Bye. Bye.